I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. McGurk! I Do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because <laughs> she looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yes! Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired with a special guest, and I suppose I should go ahead and bring her into the live stream. Welcome to Laurie Hernandez. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I'm very, very happy to be a nerd for an hour. This feels right. This is my natural habitat. Welcome. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> this is the place for you to nerd out. So, uh, Laurie, if you're if you're not familiar with Laurie, she is a ner- New Jersey born. I think Jersey Morgan girl, Jersey. <laughs> two two time <laughs> two time Olympic medalist, dancing with the stars champ actress author and supergirl fan uh just doing everything uh so so thank you for being with us and welcome to supergirl radio and a note for those watching live if you do have any questions or snap judgments for laurie we will be playing them uh write them in the chat and we'll try to get to them as many as we can uh but we do have one rule for the chat just be cool be respectful of other people and their opinions so uh that's uh that's our one rule Everything else is kind of up to you. Uh, so uh, we will uh, get to those questions when we can. All right, just to kind of get our feet wet and and to get started, uh, Laurie, there's some questions that we have that are uh, kind of a mesh of your Supergirl fandom and your gymnastics career. <laughs> so I guess we should start a baseline and just kind of all get on the same page. And uh, if you would, tell us how you got into gymnastics. Yeah, so I started gymnastics when I was about five years old. And originally I was in ballet. I didn't really like it. I was that kid who couldn't really sit still. And they told me that if I paid attention, they would give me sugar cookies. So I stayed for two more years as (laughs) one does. Um, But then I started watching gymnastics on TV and I I told my mom I wanted to be just like those girls. And she said, okay, kind of random, but, and then she threw me in and that was it. Yeah, uh, you could pretty much get me to do anything for a sugar cookie, I feel like. I will do anything for cookies. Yeah, chill today <laughs> now. Like, you could you could get me to do pretty much anything. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so that's a that's a great uh, great start to your career, I think, uh, with, with the sugar cookies. Um, so you uh, spent a lot of time with gymnastics, and you also uh, pretty famously, I would say, went to Rio in uh, 2016 for the Summer Olympics. And we were curious. Uh, there's a lot going on at the Olympics, and what what is what is one thing that you took away from your experience there that uh, that just it sticks out as memorable for you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was being able to see all the athletes that I grew up watching. That was pretty wild. That was mind blowing. I that's what really did it for me. It's like, oh wow, I'm I'm here. Um, 
But other than that, it's just recognizing the fact that there are people from all over the world who train so hard for their sports individually and being able to see them all come in to one spot and do their thing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, that is really cool. I actually went to, I've been to the Summer Olympics and the Winter Olympics, so I've dipped oh, my so toes jealous. in <laughs> different ones. I went to Atlanta for the Summer Olympics in uh, uh, Utah, Salt Lake City. Oh, for Salt the Lake Winter City, Olympics. yeah. That, that was the time that I, I sort of kind of maybe stalked Michelle Kwan. Not really, though. Listen, it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, my family and I were in a pin trading shop. Cause we like to, we like to collect pins and we saw someone who looks like Michelle Kwan. And I told my brother, I was like, that looks like Michelle Kwan. Cause I had just seen her figure skate like a couple of days before. And I was like, I think that's Michelle Kwan. And so uh, when we walked past her, we were walking up a hill and she was walking down and my brother said something. Uh, cause he's a lot more bold. He's bolder than I am. And he said something like, we really, we really loved your, your skating the other day. And she said, thank you. And we were like, oh my gosh, that is Michelle Kwan. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so that's, that's my big Olympic story is that I sort of met and stalked michelle kwan, love so. that is that yeah, your best friend you. michelle kwan <laughs> <laughs> i have a picture of that i maybe maybe i'll try to link that in the show notes afterwards i have documented proof of. i thought of the way that, go that story was going was that like you traded pins with michelle kwan which would have been really cool that would have been a better we story. did pin trading that's a thing <gasps> did you guys do that yeah and so basically our entire team we had this game of like okay who can get the most pins by the time the games are, are done. And so we had pins <laughs> all over our lanyards. And in the cafeteria, we would go and go to other countries and point to our pin and be like, can we have one, you know, swap with us? <laughs> and it was, I think I ended up with like 63 or something absurd. Ali won. Ali won the entire thing. She had over 100 pins and hid them in a drawer so that way none of us could steal them. It was pretty great. <laughs> That is awesome. That's that's a, a really fun thing to do during the Olympics. So that's that's good to hear that Olympians also collect and trade the pins. That's very cool. Um, well, since the uh, the Winter Olympics just uh, wrapped up in Beijing, and I was uh, curious because I was thinking about this because I was looking at the list of Olympic sports in the Winter Olympics, and to me, when I see the sports, I'm like, are all these sports just uh, just a, a like a risk taking am i going to die <laughs> sport uh because mm -hmm. like i mean the skeleton event where you just it's like your 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 body on a sled and you're like you don't have, you're not in a sled you're like your head is facing down like yes. the scariest one because there's yes. one where your head is facing up and i feel like i could kind of do that because i could trick myself into thinking it wasn't so bad <laughs> but i don't know how you trick yourself when you're like head first i, I think that's hard to justify <laughs> Yeah, no, I look at stuff like that and I'm like, I would never, I could never do that. But I think people do that to me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I, I, I see, I see the uh, gymnastics too. And when you guys flip in the air, I'm like, how? <laughs> it's kind of like airbending, <laughs> yes. you know, you just got to get real comfortable upside down. It takes a second, but you know, once you get the hang of it, sometimes you still don't get the hang of it. So <laughs> practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did have a question in the chat. Uh, K thinks, which is a great name, uh, uh, wonders uh, how it feels to fly when you're in gymnastics. Yeah, flying is a pretty, how do I explain it? I think because I'm already focused on what I'm doing in the air and how I'm landing, you don't really get to enjoy the flight time when you're upside down or when you're flipping, um, just because every moment counts and you're always prepping kind of for the next thing. Uh, but there are a couple skills. We have one called a double layout, which is like, a double backflip but you're laid out in this position less if you were laying down 
And um, when you do that skill the right way, there's like a lift that happens and you get to kind of just throw your arms out. And that one, you feel like you're flying for a minute. So that feels really good. So you're you're basically Supergirl in, uh, <laughs> in, in, the, in the gymnastics area. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to fly. Uh, Morgan, I was curious, did you have a, a favorite uh, Winter Olympic uh, event? I'm all about the figure skating. It's it's all figure skating all the time for me. I'm like, I can't miss any of the figure skating. Uh, I love the costumes. I love the pageantry. So great. What was that? What was that event that you were telling me about the uh, the bobsled? That's just one person. The mono bob. It's new. It's like <laughs> you're in a bobsled, but it's just you. The monel bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I saw an opportunity. That's the bobsled event where Monel just by himself gets into his own pod uh, and goes and away. Goes away. He's like, he tells he says, "Cara, I must go. You'll never see me again in this life." Then he gets into his mono bob and off he goes down. Yeah. The <laughs> around those. She's like, "All right." She's like, "Peace." <laughs> I would love the Monel bob though. That would be hilarious. The Monel bob. There you go. Uh, and and Laurie, do you have if 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 you weren't uh, interested in gymnastics or participate in gymnastics, is there a summer uh, Olympic event that you like to watch? Ooh, I think synchronized diving is pretty cool. My brain can't comprehend that the idea that you're flipping, but while you're flipping, you're using your peripheral to watch the other person next to you to make sure you're doing things at the same time. I don't understand that. I don't get how that's done. I'm just focused on making sure I'm not landing on my head, but they're over here doing things at the same time and it just it's so beautiful and cool and yeah i respect it is that synchronized diving different from synchronized swimming because i i like yes. it when you can see uh underwater like see what they're doing oh, those are so cool that's cool too yeah and you get to like see the formations underwater which nobody obviously gets to see because we're usually <laughs> we're usually not underwater with them right right Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, we do have a, another question in the chat. Uh, Emma asks, uh, which Olympic sports do you think the Supergirl characters would compete ooh, in? Nice. I think, ooh, let me think about this. Well, Lena, naturally, I would say fencing because yeah. that is like sort of canon, I guess. A classic. I think I so. somebody yeah. else actually asked that same question and I think mentioned that Lena, oh, uh, Katie McGraw Book Club said, uh, Lex once mentioned that Lena could have been an Olympic fencer. So there you go. You already got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And even on Smallville, I believe Lex uh, was into uh, yeah, Michael Rosenbaum's that's true. Lex was it's, into it's, fencing. It's a Luther trait. <laughs> <They're good laughs> Luther trait. What, a, what a Luther sport to do, fencing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me just stab things for fun. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, obviously, I think she would do fencing. I think Alex would be great at like some kind of relay, like a 400 meter relay. I just feel like running, you know, it fits. Naturally, I would say Supergirl could do gymnastics because duh, she's already flying. Um, and then for, ooh, I think I'd probably pick like javelin or pole vaulting for Brady <laughs> just because. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good idea. He would have the, the physics of how to throw it at a certain length or speed to get. Yeah, I think that would work. Now, is there a nap related sport that Nia could do? <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, what could Dreamer do? But then she would dream in the future. And I don't know if that'd be categorized oh, as cheating. That's got to be some form of cheating, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, if anything, bobsled. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> 
she's on the team of winter but yeah <laughs> That's yeah. uh, so. Uh, let's see. Who? Are we, what about Martian Manhunter? Do we know what sport? Oh. Maybe. Well, what would Space Dad do? <laughs> Wait, would he have to do something very intellectual to to use his his mind <laughs> powers? He has a lot yeah. of mind abilities. I've suddenly blanked on what sports exist <laughs> in the summer games. So <laughs> maybe he would do like some of the skateboarding, flipping in the air. That would be so sick. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Like, where's John? Oh, he's at the rink. Yeah. <laughs> John just comes in with, like, a cool guy, like, sunglasses and a skateboard under his arm. Wow. That would... They should have made an episode out of that. That was... I mean, they never took our pitches is the thing. And there's probably a reason, but... <laughs> Paula says uh, uh, she sees yeah. John playing table tennis. I mean... That I feels could, right. I could I see, see some stra st strategic things that, you know, he would have to have some st strategery. It would go into a table tennis. Jean could do swimming. Yeah. That feels right. <laughs> just be like, no, I won't stop. And then he just likes <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> They're all kind of cheating, but just a little bit. Just a little bit. A little. Listen, a little zest. A little zest is no problem. <laughs> yeah, I think all of the superheroes, they, they might have to, I don't know if they would constrain them somehow to make it fair for the other <laughs> competitors, but they could be genius. Katie McGraw, a book club, says Nia for surfing. She can predict the waves and nap on the beach. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect day. That's perfect. That's perfect. And somebody else said, yeah, no, it's totally brainy for table tennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if Nia could do anything in the water, though, because didn't she stop a tsunami one time? She did. That's true. That's true. So maybe she did, maybe yeah. she would be the champion swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of uh, gymnastics, uh, Laurie, we wanted to ask you about uh, your uh, gymnastics leotards that you have. Uh, uh, did you design these? Was this something that you designed after superheroes? Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of feels like I'm cheating by saying this, but they are Marvel leotards. <laughs> <laughs> We're all friends here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, honestly, I just find superheroes so cool and inspiring. Me and my brother, that was our thing growing up. It's the thing that bonded us. And, you know, I just thought it'd be really cool to go into a meet season and find a lot of inspiration from the people that I see on screen. So it's inspired by them. Obviously, they're not exact replicas of, you know, everybody's suits or anything. I just wanted to pull their colors and, and summon them, if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I, I noticed there is no Supergirl in there so i don't know is that something that you would ever want to work in the future that, that would be cool i think the reason why i didn't do it was because i feel like the el mayara logo is kind of trademarked i don't know if i'm allowed well to that's that. that's Good true question. maybe something in primary colors you know you could do yeah it. Well, you can it. <laughs> I'll, I'll just pick any one of the olympic leos yeah and i'll be like that one that one's <laughs> yeah, because uh, you do have a picture of uh, Wonder Woman Wonder wearing Woman. a Wonder Woman leotard. Uh, so would you tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, so basically for tour, we have Jordan Charles, who is on, you know, last year's Olympic team. And she did her floor team to Wonder Woman, and her number on tour was obviously superhero-based. And so we had one leotard, the one that I'm wearing, which is based off of the the classic Wonder Woman outfit. And then there's one where it's an updated one, and it's like... Gal Gadot's the leotard has golden bands on the forearms and stuff. It's pretty cool, actually. So that was a lot of fun. That was one of my favorite numbers on tour. Yeah, if you're going to do Wonder Woman, you got to have the the gauntlets, the bracelets. It's oh, very, yeah, totally. very important. <laughs> 
Well, speaking of superheroes, since you're uh, such a big fan of the Supergirl TV series, uh, we were curious, and, and this is something that we ask everybody who comes on Supergirl Radio for the first time, uh, how did you uh, meet the character of Supergirl? Well, when was the first time you had ever maybe heard about Supergirl or saw Supergirl? Do you, do you remember that time? I do, actually. I remember the exact day and episode and everything because... I don't know, it's just how my brain works, but uh, my my brother, pre-mentioned, is also a huge superhero fan, and he was watching Arrow, and as he was watching Arrow, he was watching Flash, and then there was a crossover, and he thought Supergirl was cool, so he started watching Supergirl, and I sat down on the couch once, and was like, oh, I'm gonna hang out with you, be on my phone, whatever, and he, he was watching the Rain episode, oh. <laughs> which is a huge, like, spoiler, you know, but... I kind of sat down and watched, and I was on my phone, and I'd peek up, and then next thing I know, my phone is down. I'm like, what's happening? Why isn't she getting up? Who is that character? And I was hooked. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to watch it, and so I did. You came in at a good time. I watched it many times. (laughs) That's one of the great episodes of the series, so that's a a perfect episode to start with. Yeah, it's a pretty great episode. That is awesome. So uh, I think that answers one of the questions that we had in the chat. Uh, Katie McGrath Book Club was asking uh, how and why did you start watching Supergirl? So I think we got that question answered. So very cool. Rain, one of my personal favorite uh, episodes. That was the only time I had like a water cooler moment uh, at work. Somebody the next day knew I had watched, you know, was watching Supergirl and had a podcast about it. And they were like, did you see that episode last night? I was like, (laughs) Okay, hi. <laughs> I didn't know you That's watched cool. Supergirl, so that was pretty fun. Um, so now we're just going to let you just totally dig into uh, your Supergirl fandom. So uh, we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions about your love for the show. So the first one is, who is your favorite character on the Supergirl TV series? That's a hard one. So I'm going to completely exclude the Danvers sisters because they're the main characters and they are my favorite. But like Lena, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay if the answer is Lena. <laughs> it's the three of them. I love the three of them so much. Also, I love Brainy. Brainy's so great. Like Brainy writes. Love Brainy. Um, Dreamers. Yeah, they're they're all iconic. Honestly, they're really great. But if I had to only pick one, I would pick Lena probably. So, what is it about Lena that uh, that makes you such a fan of the character? <sighs> you know, mommy issues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just think she's really badass. And I love the fact that she's smart and is able to hold her own and is very headstrong. But I also love the dynamic of Lena and Kara, obviously. That's why it's it's so hard to pick a favorite because I think I see myself a lot in Kara or vice versa. And I, I think I have traits of both, you know? I'm like, ah, nice. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like a Kara with Lena rising. It's kind of, that's your... <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> and an Alex sun. Exactly. Or they... no, wait, it would be a Kara sun, a Lena rising, an Alex moon, if you will. You can tell I know nothing about astrology. I just wanted to work that joke in. I was like, <laughs> seems great. It feels right. It feels right. They're yeah. all in my chart. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, to kind of go, uh, maybe in the opposite direction, you talked about some of the heroes on the show, but who is your favorite villain if you had to pick one? It would definitely be a tie between Rain, because there was just so much depth and, like, the idea that we could get Sam and Rain and we had, like, Sam's home life and Ruby and all these things and, um, 
then we get to see her as this villain and she doesn't like I loved the depth the depth of the arc the character arc I just thought it was fantastic um and then Nixley I love Nixley I think you know she's very very cunning very manipulative but also kind of has a heart which is my favorite type of villain I'm like you have feelings you get a little <laughs> sad sometimes don't you <laughs> so when she started you know protecting the little one from Lex. I was like, I'm like you. <laughs> <laughs> she's not all bad. She's just mostly bad. <laughs> just mostly bad. You know, just worse than the average human. That's exactly, all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who among us hasn't? It was hasn't understood. I understood giant, why. A giant cat that was going to destroy downtown. Yeah, she could have done anything. Granted, she did do a kryptonite dragon, but a cat but she started with the cat mm -hmm. so i think that's she fun the cat. right it was she did her she's doing her she, best she is should we ask about the the rorschach test that we've been asking everybody about uh uh laurie what what do you think why do you think uh lex and nixley had lizard faces in the uh supergirl finale <laughs> we've that is one of the plots <laughs> i have no understanding like i remember like my partner and I were watching Supergirl and, you know, they just started turning into lizards and I was like, why did you guys, why did you do that? What was that? <laughs> what are you doing? No, go back. It just didn't make any sense to me that they were like, we are so powerful. We're lizards now. Like, they they <laughs> the ultimate form, which is lizard person, apparently. <laughs> Apparently so. We are below them. <laughs> we were hoping you would have the answer because we don't know either. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. We've been questing for this answer, and I feel like one day, far in the future, we will find it. <laughs> we will one day, far, far in the future, we may get an answer to that. We'll finally understand why the lizard yeah. people happened. <laughs> Decades into the future, the showrunners are going to look at us and be like, "Do you guys want to know why?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, and hopefully it will make sense. It would be disappointing if we waited for a long time and then we we got the answer and I was like, what? It still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I gotta say, with how some of the episodes went down, I would not be surprised if the explanation just, you know, did not match the weight of the scene, <laughs> if you will. It's very generous. <laughs> Yes, that is a, that is a generous uh, way to describe that because I'm I'm interpreting that as you also had trouble uh, understanding the totem storyline. Would that be a fair uh, assessment? I did. Yeah, I so I like the general idea of it. Like I, I thought that was really cool to have these items that you have to go and get. But as it was happening, I was kind of like, what are the rules for this? They would just go and break the rules, or like, or. Be like, no, this is what happens. Brainy has suddenly found this magical thing. And I'm like, why didn't he do that four episodes ago? He's Brainy. <laughs> like... <laughs> or, you know, Kara absorbing the sun only to be like, you know what? Psych, I was in a silly, goofy mood. I guess I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but with no effect on the humans whatsoever. Super, I'll stop. And she was like, all right. And I twist my Fine. <laughs> Didn't have any consequences whatsoever for doing that. But I still love the show. Listen, if you're a Supergirl fan, there are just some things that you got to be okay with, gotta, you know? Kind of learn to roll with the punches there. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, speaking of uh, episodes and storylines, do you have a favorite episode or storyline from the show? I do. I think it's 421. It's uh, when Kara like basically gets killed by a daughter. Um, and you just have Alex like, take the grass! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> take the grass, Kara! Oh my god, it broke my heart. But like, from the very beginning of, you know, Red Daughter being like, I have kryptonite. What are you gonna do? And then like to shooting her arm to ending up at Jean's house to like feeling all these feelings about Alex not knowing who she is and I just thought the arc that entire episode fantastic chef's kiss. Also I love Red Daughter. I want her protected at all costs. She's so great. <laughs> yeah. She's so great. She's actually a little baby so if we could not put the entire world on her shoulders, that would be great. Thanks. Like, just be nice to Red Daughter. Excuse me. She's had to punch a lot of rocks over there. <laughs> she literally just wants to have tea with Mikhail. Like, she's not asking for much. Yeah, and it was really upsetting that she didn't get to reunite with Mikhail uh, by the end. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I was pulling for that. I was like, all right, well, I guess she's purple now. <laughs> <laughs> Twist. So, uh, so what did you like specifically about Red Daughter in terms of her character, uh, other than her, her being someone who needs to be protected? Uh, what, what did you like about that storyline? I did actually like the idea of nature versus nurture type, like if Supergirl was raised in a different environment, how would she think and react? And as someone who is like, I screenwrite just for fun. I love acting. I'm trying to go to school for acting and whatnot. Like I, I liked being able to break down why they did that because at first I was kind of like, all right, she's in Kavnia. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the idea that, okay, if she was raised somewhere else, if it was from Lex or whatever it was, but it's also nice knowing that, um, that you know that that good will prevail in the end and that if it's Kara her heart is always going to be pure no matter where she comes from so i thought that was pretty neat that's uh, interesting to know that you uh have some uh uh, uh desires to write so uh so we have a question cuz we we often morgan and i will often pitch uh, stories about certain episodes. They never come to fruition. No. We ne- I don't, They're not I don't taking know our got... calls. They were never taking <laughs> our calls on that show. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think we got anything that we pitched <laughs> on the show. Um, but uh, so, uh, so we're curious if you wanted to, like if you had the power, if they came to you and said, Lori, it, we need you to come up with something for the show, write whatever you want to, what would you do? What would you want to do for an episode? So here's the thing. I have no original ideas because all my ideas were turned into fan fiction. <laughs> so <laughs> I've then in turn read all of them. Nice. Um, and I think my top picks would have to be, you know, Supergirl and training this idea that like, I, I like Supercorp. I think they're great. Very special place in my heart. Um, and the idea that this kid comes back into the past from the future and is like, I'm your daughter and I need to get home. And both Lena and Kara have to work together to bring her back to her time. I love the, uh, Incredible I love the plot. Sailor Moon aspect of that as well. <laughs> like, I'm your daughter from the future. <laughs> yeah, like, what a, what a great plot. And it was so entertaining <laughs> to read. So between that one, there was another one where, um, I think, I don't remember what, it, it was like Arctic Station or something where Lex basically sends them to a completely deserted planet with no resources or anything. And, you know, Lena and Kara are fighting and they have to figure out a way to get back home. Sick plot point. It would have been fantastic to have that during, you know, their little bickering moments because 
Trauma bonds us, doesn't it? <laughs> I love that as like a bottle episode. It's just the two of them on the planet and they have to work out their differences. I loved the bottle episode. I thought the bottle episode was so cool. Yeah, I think that would have been a great uh, episode of TV just to see, uh, you know, just to break it down, just two characters trying to work together to to get out of a situation. I, w- I would have been into that. I love that you you mentioned fan fiction because I see that like we see we saw that you are into it and you read it. Do you have any like particular favorite ones besides the ones you just mentioned that you read or that you like? I think it's so cool that you are uh, that you read fanfic and you and you're into it. Yeah, I well, that's also one of the things that's like for some reason it it was like this forbidden word like oh you read fan fiction what a weirdo no like these people are taking the show creating an extension of it and it's great writing some of it I'm like this is what should be on tv this is like (laughs) mind-blowing you know but it's people just being creative with characters that we already know and love why not get an extension of that it's like reading a book and wanting more surprise you have more so that's my take on fan fiction but I think in terms of favorites, I would honestly have to go into my bookmarks and check. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan of like angst and comfort or hurt slash comfort. So that's that's my that's my favorite. So you like a little angst favorite. in it too? Oh yeah, when there's a big problem, like oh no, Kara's in trouble. What are we gonna do? And Lena's like, I'm coming with you. Like, <laughs> Lena puts on her I mean business leather jacket and she's out the door. <laughs> and she's strutting with her high high heels. Like where she's going, I don't know, but she's going. <laughs> she's going to get there. Um, yeah, well that's cool. Well, uh, you know, send a, maybe if you want to send us some of those links to some of those fanfics, we'll put them in our show notes so people can check them out if they want to. Uh, yeah. if, if we can have a, a, a Laurie Hernandez uh recommendation list if you oh my <laughs> reading <gosh. list. laughs> a reading list if you like to do that um and speaking of writing we also have a question from the chat from bren who uh, asks if you could rewrite the finale Ooh. what would you add or remove from Ooh. it any thoughts on that uh i have many thoughts <laughs> <laughs> um i like the idea that brainy stayed and was like, you know what, the future's not set. I will marry Nia Nall, and I'm not going because I'm happy right now in the present. I think that sends a fantastic message. Like, the sometimes the present is fantastic. We don't have to fast forward. Right here, right now is great. Love that for him. Um, Monel coming back out of nowhere. I think that was the episode before the finale, or, or when they were fighting Nixley, and suddenly, like, the Legion is here. Thank God, they're going to save the day. I'm like, no, they had it. <laughs> They were fine. <laughs> the show is Supergirl. I feel like she had it covered. <laughs> like, I just, I think she's fine. I think she almost absorbed the sun. So I'm going to go ahead and say that she can take care of Lex and Nixley, a.k.a. the lizards. <laughs> you know, so there's that. Um, I love the idea of Kara revealing her identity. I think that's great. I think, you know, obviously it sends so many different messages. I like the way that it ended, a very open-ended type of thing. Um, But I'm also, once again, super corp. I I do wish that they, you know, dove into that a little bit more. I, I could go on for hours about the fact that this is one of the coolest and greatest slow burns that we've seen in a very long time, because with TV shows, you never know when they're going to end. And so this one had an ending point and she was there from what season two. three, 
two two season two all the way till the end and i'm like if character's been there for that long has been through so much with this main character you know we just don't see that a lot so yeah so do you have like a favorite supercore moment in the show ah my favorite one would probably be the one where um Mixed Spittle like comes in and is like, oh, you want to rewrite your future because you messed up? We can do that. Let's look at all these options of the ways that you can save <laughs> Lena. And then let's not bring it up ever again in the future and not tell her that you did any of this. That sounds like a great idea. Um, but that that one scene where it's like, well, tell us Supergirl's identity. And she's like, I plead the fifth. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> Our, our legal consultants were not uh, real happy about that representation of uh, courtroom dramas. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like but the, that is... the fandom really took that one and ran with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that is a great episode, the 100th episode. Uh, it's a Super Life is the title of it. It's, it's a, a Super great, Life. Yeah, the whole, the whole yeah. 100th episode was about the two of them. Was about the two of them. I just think that's a little... A little free. That's all. We also we also <laughs> had a uh, Metallo Lena in that one, didn't we, Rebecca? Uh, Where she's yes, like... uh, that was like my dream come true to see like full on Lena Luther uh, being evil and awful. Loved her so much, yeah, and like giving us so much look too. <laughs> I support women's rights. I also support women's wrongs. So I <laughs> justice for Metallo Lena. I think she should have like reappeared i mean she did try to kill supergirl and she created a (laughs) an army of hope robots did she have her reasons (laughs) she did listen she has no heart you can excuse this (laughs) laura and i are like it's waved there are there there there's a backstory there i think (laughs) yeah she doesn't even have a heart they took it it's not her fault she's gonna murder everyone should we judge so quickly What would I do in this position? <laughs> Can't judge it until you know the whole story, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a great episode. And uh, we also did have a, a, a we were going to ask this as well, but uh, since Jen from the chat posed it, um, what did you think about how the show ended? We just talked about the 100th episode that was kind of towards the end of the show, but we, we finally did get the end of the series uh, with season six. Uh, so were you happy uh, with how things ended for all of our characters and the storyline? I I mean, for the most part, I think they tried to put a bow on things and wrap things up for each character. I kind of wish, I don't know, well, I have mixed feelings. It was an okay ending. I I think I just expected a little bit more, especially more more angst. That's what we're missing. (laughs) More angst, more supergirling around, more drama, more, and then also ending with the wedding of Alex and Kelly, like, adorable love that for the two of them that that was wonderful to me and they have little esme who's adorable so cute adorable would die for any of these characters but that child (laughs) (laughs) i would pull a nixley for her okay (laughs) esme was a big hit for for all the supergirl fans we know and with us uh esme was a big hit uh so that's a that's a great thing to point out um i i don't know i felt some angst in the final season of uh supergirl but i don't know that that was what the show wanted me to feel i just felt a personal i actually felt targeted angst yes. um, <laughs> they 
said, we know what's going to make her feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it just, it didn't feel like intentional angst. I feel like it was, you know, you know. It, I, I feel that it could have ended a little bit better, but I, you know, it wasn't bad. It just, I wanted a little bit more. No, I uh, agreed. <laughs> I think that's a fair thing uh, to think. Uh, it had some solid moments, I think, the you know, especially in the, the finale episode. But, uh, you know, I, I always wanted more, but I always feel like uh, I want too much. So, so that's probably... Yeah, that also feels like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this and I'm like, hmm, could have been more. And meanwhile, like, cars flying across the globe to find Esme. Alex is doing everything possible. <laughs> Can we talk about the random angsty sister moment that they threw in there? Oh, yes. please. <laughs> please. Well, what are your like, thoughts? What? What was the reason? <laughs> what was the re Like, like, I, I don't know. My, my, you wrote that. You wrote that in there. Like, there's a, I usually feel like there's always a little domino effect from these things or like something big happens from a small thing like that. And it kind of just simmered away. And I was like, our sisters. The show is based around, you know, the Danvers sisters, and it just was, it felt forced. It felt for because that's not how they do things. You know, we've watched their dynamic for so long. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I think we, we all wanted a little bit more Danvers sisters in the finale without them being quite so angry at each other. <laughs> yeah, I also wanted more couch scenes, but yes. that's selfish of me, so... This conversation is very validating for me. It is actually, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> like it's not just us. <laughs> this may be a, a, a fandom-wide thing that maybe all of us pick up on. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Well, uh, Laurie, can we ask you some Supergirl-related uh, Dancing with the Stars question? Uh, since you uh, did such a wonderful job on Dancing with the Stars, uh, my my personal favorite dance was the uh, Willy Wonka one. I thought that was great. Oh, so, that's that really sweet. Really, really wonderful. So um, since you have dancing experience, uh, we were curious about what you thought of Kara and Barry dancing <laughs> in the Flashes episode of a Duet. Do you have any thoughts about that? The Music Meister episode was one of my favorite episodes if I couldn't pick 421, you know, I would pick this one. I thought the plot was super cool, and I, I, I thought they did a great job dancing. I think both of them would have done fantastic on the show. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, they did a great job. They had a great little song, a little duet, uh, as the title suggests, and it was kind of a, a going back in time sort of, you know, 1940s uh, yeah. film musical. So that's that's right in my alley. So uh, that's, that's a great episode. So I'm I'm glad to hear that a, a dancing professional uh, thought they did. did a good job. <laughs> What can I say? I'm a professional. I danced for 11 weeks. One. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that gives you clout. <laughs> Just a bit. I had a great partner. <laughs> well, you did a good job. And uh, if you, if uh, people listening or watching haven't uh, watched them, go check out the, the dances between uh, uh, Laurie and Val, right? Val was your partner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tr tremendous. Tremendous. Um, so, uh, Laura has a question in the chat related to Dancing with the Stars. Uh, which Supergirl cast mem member, uh, we, we did talk about Cara, Melissa Benoist, uh, but who, which of the, the Supergirl cast would you like to see compete on Dancing with the Stars? Okay, so we're saying, like, the human beings, not the characters. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, right? I, I don't know. I kind of want to get both. Me too, Let's yeah. do both. I think Brainy would do fantastic. Ooh. 
I really do. And then, you know, naturally I would say Kara, but also I think she's secretly, well, not secretly, she's a little clumsy, so Lena would probably, you know, work best. And then outside of that, Melissa would crush it. We know Melissa would crush it. Yeah, that is a that is something that would be really fun to see if they, <laughs> they could actually do some of that. They did do some dancing on the show uh, in the finale, especially at the wedding. There was some dancing. Oh, yeah, there are some moves. Yeah, those were some moves. <laughs> it was adorable. It was very in character for all of them. I thought it was cute. Yeah, they had a good time dancing in their, in their own silly ways. And now, Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom? Well, uh, Laurie, we have a, a segment of the podcast called Lena Luther, boardroom or ballroom, where we, we talk about Lena Luther's wardrobe. It, it basically uh, stemmed from the idea in season three that she was wearing outfits that weren't maybe uh, for the occasion. No. She wasn't dressing. She she would wear like really fancy gala dresses to work and things <laughs> like that, wearing, you know, open-toed shoes in the lab. Clavicles you know? always she out. She said, I own this building. I can wear whatever I want. And I choose <laughs> not to wear sweats. So I was like, okay. <laughs> So we were curious if you wanted to uh, talk about Lena Luther's wardrobe because we noticed on your TikTok uh, you uh, <laughs> you had a little bit of a, a Lena Luther suit that you uh, were showing off, which actually oh. does look a lot like Lena Luther. I mean, really, <laughs> it off. I feel like Lena. Thank you. I feel like that's a very Lena look. You know, it's the Luther suit. It felt right. <laughs> did you feel very powerful in it? Like you could like take over a company? <laughs> I did. I've done some events with that suit, and every time I put it on. <laughs> God, do I own a Fortune 500 company? Is this a, is this a joke? Am I the boss here? Am I the drama? It's me, isn't it? Do you have a favorite uh, Lena Luther look? I do, and I feel slightly ashamed that I could rattle this so quickly out of the top of my head, but the episode that Melissa directed where she's in red and you have the lace, like, turtleneck and the, the Victorian ghost suit. suit. The Victorian yes. ghost suit is one of my favorites as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it looked like you would like go into a haunted house and there she'd be, but she'd be in a boardroom pointing Boom. to like a, 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 a the number projections yeah. or something. She'd be like, ooh, a PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> The line's going up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Stocks. <laughs> this is really random, but I feel like in this day and age, Monel would be the type of guy to come back and be like, hey, have you heard of crypto? Oh, totally. <laughs> Monel owns at least one NFT. That is for sure. <laughs> at least one. And it's his own selfie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's him as a gorilla, and uh, he loves it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's his Twitter so. profile pic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we uh, we had the good fortune of uh, asking uh, Katie McGraw, or I should say Morgan did, of asking Katie McGraw what her favorite uh, look. And this was this was a while ago, so she, maybe she now would pick the Victorian ghost suit. Uh, but she liked the dress from the the gala in the episode four, good from season three. It's like a black dress a uh, shoulder shoulders uh, out of course shoulders out was that the one where cars like don't call me sweetheart to the guy yes yeah that's that's the one i know which episode you're talking about <laughs> we know the dress <laughs> we know the dress yeah that that one's a meme 
and <laughs> within me and my friend group. Yeah, that is a when I think of Lena Luther uh, attire, that's the dress I usually. Yeah, it's think always about. the yeah. It is. It's funny because yeah. at, like when we were all asking her questions at the table, and she said that dress, everybody at the table went uh huh uh huh, and she's like, "See, you all know it. You all know it." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Listen, I know I look good. It's okay. You can admit it." <laughs> Although that dress was appropriate for the occasion, it, it was. It was. It was. And this has been Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. And uh, Laurie, something that we noticed uh, while we were uh, stalking your social media pages, I hope that's okay, <laughs> is uh, that you have um, worn uh, I Don't Mind shirts, uh, which is a foundation that Chris Wood, uh, speaking of Monel, uh <laughs> speak of the devil, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 but Chris Wood in, in real life, I guess, uh, has created and founded uh, I Don't Mind, which is a mental health organization. So uh, uh, could you tell us the, back, the background of um, why you're sporting these, these uh, shirts here? Yeah. So when I had first heard about I Don't Mind, I just thought it was an incredible company. I like the idea of being able to wear things like that. And I got one, th that sweater that's in the middle on the right. Um, I got it because it just looked so simple and I started wearing it around and people started asking me what you shared about. And I like the idea of being able to talk about it, you know, without it feeling awkward or weird talking about mental health, you know. Um, and then eventually I, we hopped on a call and I was actually able to create my own shirt line. And there's like, a sketch of flowers coming out of like a stenciled side profile and it says grow as you go and that's kind of you know the angle we were going for and we got to do a whole interview and everything it was wonderful but i i really liked it you know that's really cool so can people go and uh purchase your shirts i don't know if they're still selling they, they might be but also they might not be <laughs> all right we'll, 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 we'll have to look for those cool. All right, so we will we will check that out and see see whether or not they are still there. Uh, we'll take a few more questions from the chat, but then we have a, a question, a video question uh, that was sent in to us. So uh, this can be uh, maybe like a, a, a lightning round, couple of questions. Uh, so Paula uh, says, ask her about her playlist. Do you have mm -hmm. playlists that you want to uh, talk about real quick? Uh, yeah, so I have a Cara Danvers playlist, which is basically my own curated happy playlist <laughs> if you were to make me play all my happy songs it would be that one i secretly am carved dampers so um <laughs> kidding uh so i have that playlist i have a luther playlist and i have a super core playlist because that feels right <laughs> <laughs> are, are those uh things that we can share with everybody yeah okay. those are on spotify they should be open um for everybody to find but i i can find a link to oh. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll put those in our in our uh, video description and our audio podcast show notes. I love a good Spotify Ooh. playlist. <laughs> They're very entertaining. <laughs> I, I'm curious about the Luther playlist. Me too. Um, oh, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, Katie McGraw Book Club uh, uh, wants to know because we we don't know, and so we uh, this is another question we always uh, like to ask people because maybe somebody has the answer. Uh, do you know who the head of Leviathan is? Literally not one thought in this little mind. Not one idea in my tiny brain. I have no idea who's behind or the head of Leviathan. I know they introduced, was it Gamma or Gemma and like that whole squad of people and they were like, this is who's behind. And I was like, no, they're not. <laughs> no, you're lying. And it turns out we were right. So <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, well, one, one day we're going to figure it out. Uh, but I guess today is not that day. 
yeah so maybe maybe one time one day in the future um so we um the reason uh that we actually had you on uh aside from the fact that you're awesome uh but we had, Come back we had gotten, time <laughs> we uh got a suggestion uh from one of our listeners quinn who is also a supergirl radio patreon supporter so if you'd like to support uh supergirl radio on the patreon go to patreon.com radio if you want to uh do that but <laughs> since quinn is a boardroom boss one of the uh, parts of the level is that she can suggest an episode for us to do and she is a big fan of you and uh she said hey you guys should have her on because she's a big supergirl fan and she would <laughs> want to talk about it so uh so we reached out to to laurie's uh, folks uh to uh to set this up and that was because of quinn so uh we invited quinn to submit a video question since she's such a big fan um so uh we have a video for you to watch and then uh we'll see if we can answer uh, some of quinn's questions hi my name is uh quinn schuyler and i am writing in or videoing in because um, I'm currently hiding from my toddler. Um, he's the most wonderful part of my life, um, but he's definitely why I can't stay up late anymore on a Tuesday night and join you guys. Um, but I want to say thank you to Rebecca and Morgan and Supergirl Radio for letting me come by to say hi to you, Lori Hernandez. Come on now. That's really cool. Um, thank you so much for coming on here. I really am excited to hear the rest of this interview when it comes out. I've really loved seeing your true fangirling um, over our lovely little superhero, uh, Supergirl show, uh, especially our favorite gal pals. Um, and you've had such great interactions with the fans and it, it makes me very happy. Um, I'm a physical therapist by trade, so I um, definitely find the Supergirl fandom and the fix and the, um, the show itself and the comics to be a very big part of my escapism for my sanity over the years. <laughs> what has been your favorite international competition or Olympic experience? Thoughts on Sasha Kaye's upcoming Supergirl in The Flash? And who are some superwomen in your life that you draw inspiration from and um, support from, if you will? And lastly, and I, this is one of my favorite escapisms, so I have to ask an inquiring mind elsewhere must know, what are some of your favorite fan fictions? Um, thank you again for letting me uh, drop by, guys. Looking forward to the interview. Whoa. <laughs> that was really sweet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to pull up AO3 real quick, just so I can. <laughs> you know, we're going to pull up the history. We're going to see what we've found. We, we need an answer. Uh, it seems to be a, a question it's everybody a hot, wants to know. It's a hot topic here. <laughs> yeah, this, this is going to take a half a second. But until then, um, I think I'm really excited for Sasha's Supergirl, uh, just because any extra of Supergirl that I can get, I will take it. I will take all of the crumbs and I think this is gonna be really awesome. And I think she's gonna crush it, honestly. It's gonna be really exciting. Some really cool stuff. Sasha Kaje, we don't know too much about her yet, but uh, we do have a, a suit uh, from her. So we'll we'll have to get more details on her portrayal of Supergirl. Uh, but Quinn, uh, her first question was, uh, what was your what was your favorite international competition or Olympic experience? Ooh, my favorite international competition would probably have to be... I went to a couple places. I think Japan was one of my favorites. We got to compete in Yokohama. It was me and my teammate. And I, I got to compete there twice. Once when I was 13 and once when I was 15. And when I was 13, the meet didn't go that well. But when I was 15, I ended up hitting all of my events and, and staying on the equipment, which is a good thing. And 
you just get to meet so many people from around the world and connect with them and a lot of them you see at other competitions so it's like seeing your friends from across the globe um and yeah the culture and the people they're just very kind over there so yeah that's awesome uh, it, it's it's good to to you know uh, see new places and meet new people so that's good that's good to hear that you've had those good experiences and um speaking of people in your life uh quinn also wanted to know who are the super women in your life no oh, naturally i'd have to say my mom just because she is this little light this little 411 light of a human <laughs> that's why i'm not very tall it's okay i have respect um but yeah, her heart is just so big. She's, you know, she was a social worker and a therapist, and so mental health was a big thing growing up. I was literally trained to talk about my feelings by the time I flew out of the womb. So thanks, mom. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course, my mom, my sister, my partner, my agent is pretty badass and pretty awesome. So shout out Cheryl. Um, cause you know, there are moments where when you're, you're doing different events and whatnot and you need someone to stick up for you and she's that person for me. So yeah, I got a lot of pretty great super women in my life. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing, uh, those answers. And I think we, uh, I don't know if we want to come back, uh, after snap judgments maybe. And <laughs> do, do, do you have a recommendation? Ooh. Oh, maybe we've got some recommendations now for the fanfics. Okay. Uh, <laughs> There's a little part of me that's like, you should not say this. <laughs> maybe you, you don't have to say anything you don't want to say. So. Maybe, maybe you don't have to tell the people <laughs> what you're reading. You don't. <laughs> you, you really don't. Um, but don't. also, if I had to pick one with no, very little description whatsoever. Okay, there's two. There's one where it's like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but reincarnated as... Carl and Lena, and they're like spies and whatnot. Like a, and they have no idea, but they're. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love spy stuff. Super cool. Love spies. And then the main one, I think my all time favorite would have to be Oath in Office, where Kara gets assigned as like. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> this sounds crazy coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> long story short, Lena's the president and Kara's assigned to security. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love it. I love, I love that journey for both of them, especially wow. for Lena, who is the president now. I'm sweating. <laughs> I cannot believe I've just told an entire radio about this. But um, yeah, great. Uh, read them only if you're allowed. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think both premises sound pretty good. It's a good start for so, a story. Solid premises, definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Those are uh, some recommendations if you want to check. Them out. I, I just think that somebody in our chat was like, I love that one. <laughs> like, they know exactly what, what you're talking about. I don't know if it's worse or better to hear, I love that one too. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, <laughs> All right. Well, Ugh. since we've got in, uh, gotten uh, as many questions as we can from the live chat and we uh, we took Quinn's questions and we answered some Thanks, of our Quinn. questions. Uh, so shout out to Quinn. Thanks for the suggestion of having Laurie on and uh, hopefully you got all your questions answered. Uh, I guess the last thing we've got to do is uh, we got to play uh, a game we call Snap Judgments, which is named after uh, our one of our favorite characters, Snapper Carr. Which, if you don't know about his uh, comic book history, you need to look into that because it's wacko and crazy. So crazy. In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. 
First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay. I'm ready. All right. All right. I like I like to see that. You seem very prepared. Okay. <laughs> our, our first snap judgment is which Supergirl character would make a great gymnast? Alex Danvers or Brainiac 5? Brainiac 5. Nice. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Brainiac 5 cuz he he like like I said earlier, he can calculate physics and he uh, he can hang off of buildings and do things in slow motion. I think he would His uh, form is great in the show too. He does a backflip at least once. Yeah, look yeah. At standing on the listen, <laughs> Alex can absolutely do it. It's not that she can't. I just think Brainy would get a higher score because look at how he's standing. He's right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think I think Brainy de- <laughs> definitely. I think Brainy takes this one. We stand Brainy in this house. Although <laughs> Alex did, um, you know, uh, uh, escape a, a, a drowning situation using her own pants. So that's <laughs> that's true. also one of my favorite episodes. That's a crazy episode. Angst. So much angst on that one. Yeah, I reference that one all the time because it's one of the coolest things I've seen a television character do is save themselves (laughs) with their own pants. (laughs) Okay, our next snap judgment is if chess was an event at the Summer Olympics, which Luther do you think would win, Lex or Lena? I say Lena because I love Lena and I think she could absolutely do it, but that is a hard one because... It's Lex <laughs> and it's Jess. <laughs> so that's a little tough, but I'd be rooting for Lena. I think she can do it. Yeah, I think canonically in the show, Lena's supposed to be better at Lex, uh, at chess than Lex. That was that was going to be my explanation for my choice of Lena is that the show told us that little Lena was better at chess than Lex. So in your face, Lex. <laughs> that's, deal with it. Yeah, so uh, that is uh, probably the right answer, but there are no, there's no right or wrong answer in Snap Judgment. (laughs) I I see, Rebecca, your note that people are campaigning to get chess included in the 2024 Paris Olympics. Yeah, I know that. That's cool. That's a lot of mental gymnastics. I think it should be done. I I think I'm I'm in support of it. Listen, after Queen's Gambit, I think we would all watch it. (laughs) Right? Right, as long as long as all the chess players had to dress in like vintage fashion, like it was Mad Men. Ooh, I don't know why yeah. that would be a, a requirement, but I feel like it would make you better have to me. dress like a Luther. Yes, yes, <laughs> have to deductions <laughs> if you're not in a three-piece suit. Where is your lace ruff? <laughs> Get out of Where? here. Where? Where? <laughs> Uh, Okay, and we have a snap judgment from Mark uh, that I hope is not indecipherable for you. Uh, Warner, (laughs) I just just skimmed it. So Warner Brothers Discovery has decided they want to produce a TV show based uh, as a spinoff of Supergirl Radio, which is this podcast. Would you you rather see boardroom or ballroom on TLC with a strong what not to wear vibe or someone from HGTV, probably the Property Brothers because they're everywhere already doing a national city real estate show boardroom or ballroom absolutely i would watch the hell out of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i'm gonna go boardroom or ballroom especially if it's uh about lena's wardrobe i mean i guess it could be about anybody's uh clothing but i think specifically lena i would be in support of that i would love I would watch a lena version of a boardroom or ballroom that's like what not to wear and they just bring lena somebody wearing something completely normal and she's like this won't do 
And then she just like, <laughs> it depends on how far along the witch spectrum she is, whether or not she's, uh, whether or not she's getting the, them shoulders out or she's just covering them in scarves. Or if she's like, oh, you left my Louboutins at home. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, is, is that what you're wearing? <laughs> That's not my color. <laughs> just put it back. Just kind of like a quietly judgmental what not to wear where she's just like, ooh. On the phone and just. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think that has a lot of entertainment. I think that's the clear winner. (laughs) (laughs) We also have one more snap judgment uh, from the chat from Tiana. Oh, yeah, I see it. Um, So what spinoff show would you want Kara and Alex in? uh, Which would which spinoff show would you want more? Kara and Alex in high school, a drama or Kara and Lena in the future with the Legion of Superheroes? that's a hard one it is a tough one because i loved midvale i loved that episode i thought it was adorable um i would say Kara and lena in the future because then you can go back in time again ah. and see alex and Kara at the time school <laughs> we have it all. we're just gonna keep messing up the timeline folks we're just gonna keep making little plot holes because we can't post crisis <laughs> doesn't matter <laughs> Oh my god, crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, yeah, I don't know if you want to get into also that. Also our but... reaction to it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, I, yeah, it, it was it was just a, a lot. Um, I, yeah, I don't even know where to start, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> I don't, like, Lex coming in out of nowhere and then being like, he is a necessity to mankind. I'm like, no, he's not. Burn him. <laughs> he can go. We'll be just fine. <laughs> we'll be okay. I promise. Um, yeah. I... <laughs> My favorite part of Crisis was that, like, afterwards, anything could be or could not be true about the show. <laughs> you they were really like, you know what? We're going to set up this show so that we can literally do whatever we want because we can't remember the rules from season one to, <laughs> what, five, six? <laughs> and then you'd be like, wait, I'm sorry, in this other episode, and they were like, it's not true anymore because the crisis, baby. <laughs> they were like, that doesn't exist. Lena works her entire life to get, you know, Alcor, like, this thing that has become a fundraising organization that is humanitarian and then, like, we sneeze and look up and Lex is back running the entire thing and the DEO while we're at it. Like, they said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to ruin all her progress. She's a witch <laughs> But now. that was also the point. <laughs> I also like to ask you know what? What, they thought about, She's a witch. what they thought about that turn because I thought that was one of the funnier and more random things that happened in season six. I was like, we ran out and we've brought in Merlin. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> we have we have hit a plateau and we need one of the characters to have something that's gonna save them all and instead of coming up with a solution, Lena is magical. <laughs> Somebody had gotten those Merlin DVDs and had spent a weekend in and was like, I've got a great idea. <laughs> they said, Let's make her speak Latin. <laughs> we know Katie can do it. <laughs> The, the most disappointing thing of that, like, I wasn't disappointed that Lena became a witch, because, sure. Sure. But but the, the magic, her, <laughs> sure. her, her, her magic didn't, you know, the whole end of the season was about magic. Nixley was a magical villain, and Lena Lena's magic didn't seem to do a lot against Nixley. You would think that that would be the, 
the crux of the issue. She would come in, you know, clutch at the end. You know, you're never going to guess what I wanted from her having magic. I wanted angst. (laughs) I just wanted a little bit more. There was the whole plot point of like, but I don't believe in myself. Like, I don't think this is going to work. And Cara being like, "Mm, yes, you can. You're going to do it anyways. And I'd be like, okay, twist my arm. I love you. Like, (laughs) for a friend like you, there are no boundaries, I guess. (laughs) Lena gets out her big book of spells and is like, all right, I guess. <laughs> You're a wizard, Lena. That's what one of the comments just said. <laughs> but like, I, you know what? If you're going to make her a witch, go for it, champ. If I can believe that a Kryptonian flies in National City and that a, there's a shapeshifter among us and that there's a superhero that can like sleep and be like, I know what's going to happen next, then I sure as hell can believe that Lena is a witch. However, I need a little more doubt, a little more zest, a little more <laughs> mess ups to be like, oh no, I went out of control. She said, I went too crazy. I injured the crazy guy, which was Lex, my brother. I am unhinged. <laughs> and I'm like, let's see what you could really do. <laughs> like, let's get a little more drama in there for the plot, yeah? Yeah, we, we could have gotten more out of the witch storyline, I feel like. God, I sound crazy. I'm realizing <laughs> when they talk about authors writing things and how they're, like, kind of, like, oh my god, you're you're making your characters go through so much. And it's me, like, typing and be like, this is going to help season six. <laughs> <laughs> this is the right place to air those grievances or those suggestions and thoughts. <laughs> No judgments on your snap judgments. All right. Well, that is going to do it with, uh, for our time with Laurie Hernandez. Thank you so much, Laurie, for spending some time with us and talking about Thanks Supergirl and, and Witch Lena and all kinds <laughs> of uh, insane things that sound crazy to everyone else, but it sounds but not, completely but normal. But not to us. To us, it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about Supergirl plots to my family and friends, and they're just sitting there with their eyes real wide. Like, has she gone outside in a while? <laughs> has she has she interacted with someone who's not her family? You Laurie's know? got like an idea board to like follow the totem plot line and she's like pointing it out to people and they're like don't know i have a whole powerpoint i'm like this is why (laughs) heavy breathing you know but yeah thanks for having me this was a lot of fun well good i'm glad you had a good time and uh could you let our listeners and our viewers know how to keep up with you and watch your your lena luther tiktoks (laughs) if uh, if they want to how how do how do people uh catch up with you and follow what you're doing yeah i think my name on all social media platforms is Lori Hernandez. Um, yeah, look at that. Thanks. That was very helpful. Um, you can just go and follow me anywhere. TikTok, I post a lot of random stuff. Um, and if you keep scrolling, you'll find a lot of girl, a lot of Supergirl content in there. So, yeah. And uh, uh, I, I thought it was really cool that you uh, are an author and that you wrote some books. Uh, can you mention those uh, really quickly? Yeah, so I have a book called I Got This to Golden Beyond. It talks about the story on the way to the Olympic Games and everything that happened, all the injuries that I had to go through in order to get there. It's basically just the story of perseverance um, through the lens of a teenager. And then we have She's Got This, which is a teenage, er, not a teenage, uh, it's a book that was illustrated by Nina Mata, as you can see at the bottom there. And it's for the little peanuts out there who want to read about gymnastics and, you know, it's also nice to see an illustrated little girl who has curly hair. I thought that was a really big, big deal. So yeah, 
Yeah, that's a really uh, so great cool. illustration for that book cover. Um, are there any uh, projects that we need to keep our eyes uh, out for what, what you're up to? Um, honestly, not right now. I'm kind of just free roaming a little bit. I'm hoping to get into the acting world a little more and see if I could write anything that's cool enough to be on screen. But maybe just look out for me on screen one day. I may pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> well, you did some voice acting, I saw. Is that is that correct? I did, yeah. It was for Nickelodeon. There was a TV show called Middle School Moguls. I coincidentally played a character named Val, and we only did four episodes, but I had so much fun doing that, and I would love to do more animation, so that was pretty great. But yeah. Yeah, Morgan and I have done a little voice acting, and it is much <laughs> harder than people think. <laughs> so, yeah. It's so fun, though. It is fun. It's so cool. I'm like, <laughs> this is what you guys do? I have so much respect <laughs> for the voice actors now. We we did uh, some voices for our, our friend's podcast, and he was like, okay, now riff. And I was like, yep. <laughs> just dead yeah. silence. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, so your character, she's on a hoverboard that's above a football field, and she's wobbling back and forth on this thing because it's floating on the air. And then she hits a glass wall, and then she slides down. We're going to need you to um do the sound effects of that happening. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> like run do you want <laughs> so gotta do what you gotta do yeah it is it is very difficult uh but the the good voice actors are, uh, they're the real actors i think are the, the the voice actors so uh much respect <laughs> to you you were able to do that so uh let us know if you ever have anything coming up that that we can help promote and uh, we'll, we'll keep our eyes out on uh, what you're doing. So that's really cool. Well, uh, again, thank you for joining us. We, we're going to kick you out now. Uh, we're going to play a little video uh, uh, to keep everybody up with uh, DCTV uh, podcasts and uh, some Supergirl radio stuff. But while we're doing that, we'll let you go. But thank you again for being with us and sharing your love of Supergirl. Thank you so much. This is so fun. Thank you so much for having me. It was so wonderful to nerd out with you guys. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired dc tv podcast also has a t public store so if you're in need of new dc tv related t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts onesies mugs notebooks pillows or stickers go to supergirlradio.com and click on the t public store link at the top of the page supergirl radio superman and lois radio the flash podcast and legends of tomorrow podcast black lightning podcast bad woman podcast too Titans and Doom Patrol podcast just for you. Justice League Dark podcast, Green Lantern podcast, Stargirl podcast, Strange Adventures podcast, and finally my favorite of the bunch, DC TV After Dark, where you're allowed to say.
We're doing things a little bit out of order for this yeah, episode. We, are. we wanted to uh, maximize our time with Laurie. So, uh, so I guess uh, now we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, some things and then get into some news. Uh, so, Morgan, <laughs> would you like to tell people about uh, the Tea Public store? I am dying to, honestly. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, since we talked about Lena Luther suits with Laurie Hernandez, we actually have some Lena Luther designs of her wearing a suit in the dc tv podcast t public store yeah so if you're rocking that suit <laughs> any of those stickers or mugs or t-shirts sweatshirts hoodies if it's uh winter where you are and you need something warm uh the dc tv podcast t public store is a great place for some supergirl merch uh I, I i think it's uh it's okay to say that morgan and i have uh been uh maybe working on some t-shirt ideas some stuff we're workshopping some stuff <laughs> uh, so uh we got a great suggestion i, I think it was last time our last I episode from uh dr nicole green i think uh suggested a t-shirt idea and we were like hmm, hmm. can we do that and we I make it we happen can, <laughs> i think we can do it so uh maybe we'll we'll get something new in the uh t public store coming soon and um, I guess uh, we, we we have a pretty big news item. Uh, so even if it's, uh, I think it's just one news item, but I think we should get to it because it's a pretty big deal. So let's get to the news. Oh, it's me. It Fun. is you. <laughs> I was like, Rebecca's <laughs> taking her sweet time. Uh <laughs> According, <laughs> according to the Hollywood Reporter, Melissa Benoist is near uh, is near a deal to star in HBO Max's newly ordered drama series, The Girls on the Bus, from executive producers Greg Berlanti, we know him, and mm -hmm. Julie Pleck. Uh, the casting reunites the actress with Berlanti after she spent six seasons wearing the cape as the lead of CBS turned the CW Supergirl. The DC Comics-inspired drama wrapped its run in November with the final season pushed to March of last year in order to accommodate Benoist's pregnancy. Uh, reps for HBO Max and producers for Warner Brothers TV declined comment as the deal is not officially closed. So The Girls on the Bus is inspired by a chapter of Amy Chozix, uh, I'm hoping, uh, or Chozix. Uh, that's a good attempt, I think. It's it's the best I can do. <laughs> we, we all know uh, just pronouncing things is not my strong it's, suit. It is difficult. Uh, oh, it's So it's based on, on a chapter of her best-selling book, the comedic character-driven drama chronicles four female journalists who follow every move of a parade of flawed presidential candidates while finding friendship, love, and scandal along the way. But Noist is expected to play one of the four central journalists. Uh, mm. So that's really cool. Um, Pleck and author uh, Chozik are credited as writers on the series and both executive produce. Berlanti and his Berlanti Productions partner, Sarah Schechner, and head of uh, TV, David Madden, also executive produce. Warner Brothers TV, where Berlanti is based with a rich overall deal, is the studio. Uh, the casting also extends Benoist's relationship with Warner's, the studio behind Supergirl, and where she set her first overall de deal for her launched production company a year ago. It's unclear if Benoist will also be credited as an executive producer, though the odds are safe that she will, given her value to the studio and her deal there. Uh, it says, uh, the, the girls on the bus had a wild ride to HBO Max. The drama was originally ordered at Netflix in 2019, following a multiple outlet bidding war. 
how 2019 was before the pandemic even that was a long <laughs> that was a that was a it feels so ago. long ago <laughs> <laughs> that was in the before times remember those? <laughs> uh the streaming giant quietly dropped bus during the quarantine portion of the pandemic in 2020 the drama had a production commitment and was beginning to cast when the pandemic hit and was ultimately dropped as part of the streamers regime change from cindy holland who bought it uh to bella bajari who dropped it sources note that the political backdrop of the series was part of the reason netflix alt netflix ultimately bailed on the project the cw picked it up last september and had plans to redevelop the series for its younger focused audience despite the fact that nearly a full season's worth of scripts had already been completed. It's Whoa. unclear how much of the scripts Netflix effectively paid for will be part of the HBO Max incarnation. So it looks like uh, Melissa Benoist is going to be playing another journalist. Yes, it does look that way. <laughs> this one, I think, will do her job, though. <laughs> I think that's going to be the main difference. Really, the six seasons of Supergirl was just her preparing for this next role. She's like, I know how to not do this. And now <laughs> I will do it. Uh, no, that sounds really, I mean, I think that could, the concept of it could be really fun. The idea of like, you know, journalists on the road following candidates and like reporting the news and and having friendships with each other like on but like on the political buses and stuff like that that could be fun i cannot honestly imagine what the cw version of that would have looked like so thank you <laughs> hbo max <laughs> could actually you, could i would watch the cw version <laughs> like, i would i would want to see what the cw version of that does like what would that be i don't know we could have found we could have had it all we could have found out <laughs> <laughs> this this concept reminds me do you remember uh there was a, a tv show on abc called pan am a long yes, time ago i do uh, remember it, it had uh oh what's her name christina ricci i think margot robbie was on it it was, was margot actually robbie on pan am are you really? i know i couldn't i couldn't believe no. it either i watched every episode of that show <laughs> and so and so and i read it in an article and i was like what no that was she margot wasn't. Robbie? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Someone you're probably that right <laughs> look it up and fact check me uh, but uh, but it reminds me of the concept of Pan Am, although the twist of Pan Am, I thought, was much better than what this sounds like, because Pan Am was all these flight attendants who uh, would go to these uh, amazing places. But the twist was they were like spies, Ooh. For, you know, like they were the flight attendant spies who would go and do these dangerous missions. So I don't know if I'm going to watch this Girls in the Bus, there needs to be like a, a twist uh part of their character that i, I mean i would uh, i would be okay with spies if they wanted to go in that pan am direction but uh, <laughs> christina but, uh, ricci was also in pan am now it's pan am radio <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> yes christina ricci at the time i think was like the i mean it was an ensemble cast but i think she was like the big star at the time yeah, that's so funny. Well, I, I like that. I mean, it was a, a period piece, too. So this one. Yes. I feel like if they want to take some notes from Pan Am, have it be a period piece so we have fun outfits, and then they're all secretly spies. Yes. I mean, I would just say, I mean, I'm okay if it's just a copy of Pan Am with buses. <laughs> like, I'm okay with that. If that's, if that's the approach they want to go with, I'm totally on board. It's so. Pan Am, but more luxurious because it's buses. <laughs> 
so that's that's what I thought of when I read that description. I was like, wow, that sounds a lot like Pan Am. Uh, but anyway, so good for Melissa Benoist uh, for uh, getting a new uh, gig. So if you uh, want to check her out, I guess that's going to be on HBO Max. It sounds like it. That's right up our alley because we, we're big fans of HBO Max. We love HBO Max and its programming, HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm working really hard to get us like a HBO Max sponsorship, but not in any way that would actually accomplish it by just <laughs> name dropping HBO Max for free. <laughs> we're just promoting their program. We just love their stuff. We yeah, we're just really big fans. Uh, so maybe that'll be something. Maybe we could do a pilot pod. Oh, uh, that uh, girl's fun. Yeah, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll have to check that out when it comes around. Uh, so that is going to do it for our news portion of this episode. And uh, But before we wrap up, we would like to thank our Legion of Super Sponsors for supporting uh, Supergirl Radio. These people are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Quinn, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Ermgard, Miriam, Donna, Nicole, Lizeth, Faith, Brian, and Ethan. And if you would like to become a Patreon supporter, a patron, if you will, you can go to patreon.com slash supergirlradio. We have four monthly levels that you can choose from. And uh, this just helps us do cool things for our community. It helps us uh, keep the lights on with some of our fees for the podcast. Um, but it's just a good way to support the uh, podcast. And you get extra bonus material of uh, things uh, that, that don't get mentioned on the podcast. So you get your free Supergirl Radio during the week. But then with the Patreon, you get some extra behind the scenes stuff. Uh, so if uh, if you didn't uh, maybe see Beaker or Bunsen, there might be a chance that you might see Beaker and Bunsen on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, they don't so, always show up, but yeah. So you never know what you're going to get. We never know what we're going to get. When, when we <laughs> I certainly don't. <laughs> so this, that is the benefit of being a Patreon supporter. Uh, well, if you would like to keep up with me, you can find me, if I can find myself in here, uh, you can find me on uh, Vero, which is the social media platform I prefer, I think is the best one. But uh, you can find me there at Derby Kid. I'm also on Instagram at The Derby Kid. I'm obsessed with reels, trying to get into making more Instagram reels, <laughs> uh, trying to be proficient with that. So if you want to see my exploration into Instagram reels, that's a good place to do it. You'll see more of that for me soon. Uh, but you can find me on Instagram at The Derby Kid. Uh, I'm, I also have a personal YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash duckmilk prod i've been uh inconsistent as of late with my batman v superman dot of justice reviews that i'm going through uh which is not good because now i'm two weeks behind it's, it's a marathon rebecca not a sprint <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me five years to complete this project of uh, going through the critical reception of bbs uh but i'm gonna finish eventually so uh just stay tuned to the youtube channel and i, I will schedule them so hopefully you'll know uh, when I'm going to be live. Also, uh, just as a reminder, I have a link to uh, a Make-A-Wish fundraiser page for my, my good pal, Mike, who's uh, doing a fundraiser for them, trying to raise money for Make-A-Wish. He is a big DC fan who got me into reading comic books. He let me borrow a lot of his older comic books from the 80s, including Teen Titans. That's how I became a Titans fan. Um, so shout out to Mike, who's doing some good work uh, trying to raise money for uh, Make-A-Wish. If you'd like to help him raise uh, some funds for a great organization, click on the donation link in the video description of this live stream or in the show notes of the audio podcast. That's such a great cause too. 
Um, so you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. You can also find me as a co-host on DC TV After Dark. We're doing it soon. I don't. I'm not making any promises, but it's gonna be soon. <laughs> it's gonna be soon as the thing. Not telling a specific date. I don't want to. I don't want to nail myself down to that. Don't time, don't spoil it for us. No, I don't want to leave it as a surprise. Time is relative, right? So. <laughs> soon is soon um but the best the best way to know when it's going to be is really to uh hit that subscribe button on your podcast listening app of choice and then one day it'll just show up like magic and you'll be like how about that uh, <laughs> over on the legends of tomorrow we are a little bit more beholden to you know schedules and television uh so <laughs> it will be back uh this week i uh i think this wednesday so we'll be back talking about the last two episodes of season seven so that should be really fun uh and it's a great time to jump on if you've never watched the show or listened to the podcast right at the end of season seven is the best time to begin <laughs> <laughs> well uh i highly recommend both podcasts uh the morgan glennon podcast universe is a is a great place to be if you're a podcast fan so uh, get into it. This made me laugh that uh, Nicole says Morgan uh, teasing the next DC TV After Dark episode is like the CW teasing the head of Levi. <laughs> <laughs> we will never know. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but they're not is the thing. <laughs> That's the difference. <laughs> well, hopefully when uh, the podcast Head of Leviathan comes around, uh, it will be worth the wait. <laughs> So, um, so that's good to know. Well, uh, keep your, uh, your ears peeled for new, uh, uh podcasts out of the Morgan Glennon podcast, uh, the Morgan Glennon podcast universe. That's a mouthful. Um, all right. But, uh, for Supergirl radio, that's going to do it for this episode, but until next time, I'm still Rebecca Johnson and I'm still Morgan Glennon. And we hope you enjoyed our chat with Lori Hernandez. McGurk! I Do love not typing. mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah!